two, one. From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between, talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan, welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Hi, partner. Hey, 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 neighbor. What's going on? Well, just a just a lonely, lonely night over here in the speakeasy. Somebody had a late <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, late basketball game. Uh, it was a barn burner. It was. Uh, I want to say the score was fourteen to ten. I think. Yeah, fourteen to ten. It's a good game. No, you know. What what side do they Nothing end up on? Uh, the losing side. How many times did Ryan? How many times did Ryan? How many times did Ryan hit the deck? Once, but it was a great save. I mean, uh, it oh, was okay. a uh, yeah, and it ended up being a break where they went down and actually scored a couple points out of it. So it was worth oh, it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, recap for this weekend, uh, Friday. Ooh, wow, Friday, what a night. Had a, had a little Friendsgiving going on Friday night. Well, I'm sure people that know know us have seen pictures, and uh, let's just say we tend to uh, have a really good time in here at the Speakeasy. Uh, music was going, and a uh, whole lot of crazy white people dancing, and uh, good food, <laughs> of course, it. rich Rich brought it down again with uh, with his uh, cooking skills, and yeah, we had a we had Thank a you. really great time. Yeah, uh, good time. Definitely yeah, a lot of, one, a lot of one for the uh, memory books, that's for sure. So if you haven't partaken in in uh, one of our little gatherings, uh, you should do so because uh, you won't be disappointed. So yeah, so uh, Friday was a rough rough night for some, not me, but it was rough for some. Uh, which kind of uh, it kind of filtered into Saturday, where everybody was kind of uh, relaxed a little bit. But I will say, I will say on Friday, uh, we watched the uh, the most exciting high school football game I think in my lifetime I've ever seen. Chelsea coming back to win against uh, Hudsonville uh, Lutheran, I think it was. Uh, yeah, United. Yeah, that that was incredible. Um... So there was there was probably a good twenty something of us in here. Every single one of us glued on that game. I mean, they came back oh, yeah. from three touchdowns uh, to tie it there with one second to go. They're going for the field goal, and what an unbelievable job by the not only the kicker but the holder to get that ball up uh, so they could make that field yeah. goal. It's just a awesome, awesome. Uh, win for Chelsea. I can only imagine what those kids feel like in Hudsonville had their hearts ripped out, but, um, you know, they, that's, that's a hell of a football team. Yeah, it was definitely, that was a good game, which then kind of turned into another great football game on Saturday, uh, Saturday at noon at the big house. Uh, Michigan came right, Michigan came to play. Uh, they played well. Um, fundamentally sound football and, you know, mistake free everybody would mm-hmm. say that McNamara was uh his interception was a mistake but 
Um, they got the ball back. They did not surrender up any points. There's no points right. on the turnover. So my personal opinion was a very clean game. He made the throws when he had to make the, th- make the throws. Mm-hmm. Um, when he really needed to, to get it, he got it. But then you, you, f- you had to feed the machine, and that's Hassan Haskins. You had to feed the machine, uh, and that's exactly what they did. And, uh, you know, Ohio State just didn't have an answer, uh, an answer for him. What was interesting was uh, Cade had four pass attempts in the second half. That just shows you how dominating they were on the ground. And he he was, what, 11 for 20? You know, I mean, on the stat sheet, you're not going to get too excited about that. But when he needed to make a big play, he was able to – there was a couple plays in the first half. They needed it. And he went downfield on a couple nice long p- pass plays, and um, he got it. And, and you know, he's he's – as the season's progressed, he's turned into – you know what? An efficient quarterback. He's been very serviceable. And and is that his maybe feeling a little bit of pressure with JJ McCarthy, you know, nipping at his heels and, and getting some playing time? But it's I, you he's know, definitely evolved. So. He's evolved. I, I, don't, make, I don't I don't I don't I, think he's I don't think that yeah, I think that's not even in his you know, he's probably had those talks. And I'm sure he's probably been told, Hey, look, this is your team. You know, we're going to use J.J. when we feel fit for us to use him in certain situations. No need to worry. This is your offense. This is your, you know, this is your your position to lose. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, two of the most amazing statistics from that second half of that game was, one, I think Michigan only had one or two uh, third downs total. Yep. And Mm -hmm. um, No punts. And Aiden Hutchinson, 15 pressures and three sacks. He went from, I know pregame, I think it was Charles Woodson was commenting that, you know, he'd, he'd be in his top four going to New York for the Heisman. And uh, Matt Leiner uh, tweeted yesterday that he, he you know, he kind of laughed at it. But being able to sit there and watch the way he played, the dominating performance, um, he was impressed enough to say that he deserved to be in the in the conversation. So, he went from nobody talking about him to, you know what, there's, there might be a legitimate chance that he could at least get an invite to New York. And, I mean, why not? I mean, you look back at, uh, like, uh, Young, who played uh, uh, Ch- uh, Chase Young in, in Ohio State, and you go back to Indomitian Sioux. There's, you know, there's been some big-time de- defensive uh, players that have been invited to New York. So you look at three sacks. He took over the the lead school record. Uh, they didn't have an answer for him at all. I mean, they they just could not contain him. He was bowling over the the left tackle, who's a who's a projected first round uh, uh, draft pick in this next year's draft. He made him look like uh, like a high school kid. So it, impressive what he was able to do. Yeah, and you know when when you look at the Heisman, the Heisman is normally an offensive, you know, it's an offensive category for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, uh, traditionally speaking. But then when you think about it, my in my opinion, as a as a Heisman, a Heisman should be uh, somebody who makes a a difference on the team, a difference maker. And Aiden Hutchinson is a difference maker on that team. He, I mean, granted. Um, He's also he's also got another great line you know line mate with him there 
on the other side, oh, no Jabo, Jabo, David Obagio. which, yeah, it, you know, and with those two paired together, it was kind of one of those, uh, one of those things where they kind of feed off each other, but they also, uh, they make it hard for teams to defend against, mm-hmm. and, you know, it makes it very hard for them to, uh, you know, put, put forth a plan to where, all right, we're going to be, if we shut this guy down, then we, then we should be good. But the problem is, is you got to try to shut both down and you can't. We got a couple well, comments here. We got a couple comments here. Uh, one is Haskins uh, for Heisman. Um, I, I, he's not going to get that nod, but I, it's not. I don't disagree that he is a difference maker of a player. Yeah. And then uh, you know another one here comes in and says you know number twenty six and uh, seventy eight were complete train wrecks. Yeah. And you know, and the thing is, is that, you know you, you look at the game and as Michigan fans. Um, through and through and both uh, you know football college football enthusiasts uh, you know we we could sit here and say that Michigan definitely really had a, a a flawless game but you still got guys who are Ohio State slappies mm-hmm. um, they will not give credit where credit is due they will continue mm-hmm. to say that um, Ryan Day made uh, poor uh, poor choices with the uh, play calling and everything like that and it's just like you know what hey, you know you guys I, you, you you guys took some lumps how do you do it how do you call a good game when you've you've shut down the run game you've got cj stroud running for his life almost every time he drops back and really the the only plays that they had were let's face it they've got the best receiver core in the country those oh, guys God, made some yeah, unbelievable catches, and, and it was good coverage. So how you game plan um, during the game, you know, you, you when just nothing is working. Uh, Michigan had great uh, – Ross at linebacker, he was he was coming in and, and getting behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, Dax Hill was all over the field. Um, uh, number – I forget who – the freshman kid, uh, Herndon, I think his name is. Uh, true freshman. Uh, secondary, he was all over the field. I mean, the last, ever since the Michigan State game, Michigan knew their destiny was in their own hands. And they knew what they had to do to possibly get to where they're going to be Saturday. And it was just all about execution. And the last four weeks is proof that Harbaugh brought the right guys in to coach these players up they got the message they understood the assignment and they went out there and each week they got stronger and stronger yeah i know the assignment (laughs) yeah and then it it was a culmination on saturday and and you know what i'm listening today there's a lot of a lot of people out there that said you know what they they could possibly run on the same field as georgia I, I'm not getting too ahead of myself for that. I want to get past Saturday first. But when you you have a defense like that, that you know what? You're going to make stop for stop. All you got to do is don't make mistakes on the offensive side of the ball. They've got a good chance, and I think they've got as good of a chance as any Big Ten team has since the, the college football playoff has started. Yeah, and so yeah, one of the comments you were talking, you were kind of searching for the name Rod Moore, the true freshman safety. Yeah, that's it. The one Let me that get you were JP, talking yeah. about. Yeah, I that's figured JP. he would be all over it. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. J, J, JP chimed in on that, but you know, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things is um, they really elevated their game. Uh, I think a lot of it goes towards the motivation and, uh, you know, in pr- our pre-show conversations and our, in our conversations leading up to, um, to the game, uh, we were always talking about, Hey, you know, Michigan needs to use this as fuel. So the fuel mm-hmm. meaning that, um, yeah, he, I'm going to, I'm going to hang a hundred on you and, and shit like that, you know, that whatever, since we're talking about Michigan right now, we got a Michigan man that wants to hop on right now. And so he's, uh, he's coming from, uh, he's coming from the job. Hey, what's up? Yeah. How you doing, buddy? How's it going guys? You, the friendly I, confines. Are I mean, you guys we, as we elated, as excited as me still today? Oh, yes, exactly. It, it yep. was it was nice turning on uh, uh, the local Spartan radio guy, Mike Valeni, and yes. basically he had to, you know, swallow his pride to admit this is a good can team. I, can I drop a bomb on you guys really quick? Drop Brian it. Kelly to LSU. Yeah, we were we, we were talking about, about that before Rich the show started. About that. Yep. Yeah. What is going on? LSU must have I, low expectations. Yeah. I'm hearing uh, Gaddis may be to Virginia Tech too. Well, that after, I don't oh like boy. that. After the run, but we'll see. We got Weiss. Yeah. We got Matt Weiss waiting in the wing, yeah. so he'll be the next OC if that happens. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's you know you look at the the coaching changes that they made in the off season and 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 yeah. you know specifically Mike McDonald. I mean. This defense has has a swagger. I think the whole team has a swagger that, yep. you know, maybe we didn't see it earlier in the season, but as the, the as the, the season progressed, and I think you know after blowing that lead at in Michigan State, it, they had a hunger. There was a fire yep. uh, started that, to me, ever since that game, this is a different team, and 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 and, and it's been fun to watch and. You know, I think we were sitting in here Saturday. Fifteen points isn't enough. Fifteen isn't enough. You know, and, yeah. And you know, Ohio State goes and scores, and and they didn't have any fear. Michigan just went down and pound, pound, and pound the rock, and uh, pound. It, 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 it was. Hey, hold on. Is, is Rod Marinelli on the speed right now? Pound. <laughs> pound. Pound the rock. Pad level. Pound. 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 No, uh, baby. Pound. We're talking – well, you Mike McDonald, you give all the props to, but Sharon Moore, the way he's got that offensive line playing. Right. Oh, yeah. That, that was the biggest upgrade of the year. You know, a guy that was already on staff. But the way those offensive linemen and those tight ends blocked, you know, had that not happened, we might not be sitting here having the same conversation right now. Well, I know we were talking Saturday. Eric All put together uh, himself uh, an NFL uh, showcase yeah. tape Saturday. He might Just come his- out this year. Just his blocking ability. That 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 lead blocking he had on Haskins second touchdown. Yeah. Where he just he just split the defenders. I mean how he developed as a receiver also. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the year it's gonna be interesting to see who sticks around and who leaves. Well, I think that yeah. all depends on how where they finish. Yeah. You know, if they get to the championship game and they fall just short, I think some guys are gonna want it want to come back and, and, and finish off, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting. It, it's you know, seeing the ads come up for uh, the big 10 championship and seeing Michigan on the, on the crawl. Like, man, I'm, I'm part of me is wanting to be the, be an adult and, you know, hold on to my dollars, but 
I think I have to go this weekend. I don't know I how just, I can miss this. I was watching uh, talk earlier, and a guy preseason put a thousand dollars on Michigan to win the Big Ten championship, Ooh. and it was it was uh, what was it a hundred and forty to one or something like that? The wow. odds and yeah, he's uh, so he's, he's gonna get paid. To, he's gonna get a nice little pay- payday for that if they win. What's the line up to yeah. now? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Michigan minus oh, four seven a, money line. Oh, we got a comment in here right now from Derek uh, saying uh, Rich Rodgers at Jacksonville State. Yes, he did. Isn't that what, where was he OC at? I think he was doing his son's college team. It was FCS or maybe a lower level. He left yeah, Louisiana Monroe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting another getting another getting another shot. How about uh, how about uh, Lincoln Riley's deal? Man, well, he did shoot down the LSU in the press conference, but he forgot. You didn't lie. Yeah, he didn't lie about that. (laughs) That's why I said next question. Yeah, you know what? Though he, uh, you know, I think he got out uh, because he didn't want to catch any of that SEC smoke. Because yeah, it's going to be a rough couple years for Oklahoma and the SEC. So what happens with Oklahoma now, and what happens with Notre Dame? Spencer Radler just uh, hit the transfer portal. And they're expecting uh, uh, what is it? Williams, the the freshman quarterback that he's had. They're expecting yeah. him to transfer to USC. Well, they've lost a ton of recruits today. They they're five star quarterbacks that just decommitted. Yep. So they're going to be in big trouble, whoever they get. Wow. You know, right. you look at USC or uh, Notre Dame. You know, you, you thought maybe PJ Fleck would be in the mix in the run for that, but they locked him up at Minnesota. So. Yeah. A lot of big names. Absolutely. Right, JP, before we before we hang up with you and everything like that. So on Tuesday, where do you, where do you see on tomorrow? Where do you see Michigan ranking at? Uh, I it's got to be two. Yeah. I think uh, all goes well. They're gonna. I think they'll win Saturday, and then I think that they'll play Cincinnati round one, which I think they can also win. And then, but the trick, the trick here, though, man, is you know a lot of people are counting Bam out, and I wouldn't count Bam out, so that could throw a throw a little uh, drama there in the end. <laughs> QB one coming up with the uh, Irvin is walking to South Bend, and then uh, he's got to be looking Brett, at Brett Scott Venable. Right That's Brett Venable, the the DC at, in Clemson. Uh, yeah, I uh, I like that. That might not be a bad move. He's a he's a hell of a coach. I'm gonna let you guys go though. I'll check out check out the rest later. Go blue. Go blue, See you, JP. Yep. <laughs> Kick him. Yeah, out. he's the guy's a he's a savant when it comes to uh, Michigan football. I knew he would uh, be able to figure out who I was trying to talk about. But um, yeah, I think. I think Michigan, uh, it's surprising the AP put them at number two. I'm really shocked after last week's bullshit ranking that had them behind Notre Dame. But um, uh, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, uh, disrespect them and put them, um, you know, below anything other than two. So it's going to be two. Um, Interesting to me is – does Cincinnati stay at four? Um, let's just say, let's say next week coming into the uh, next Tuesday, uh, Alabama loses. 
So how does that play here? Uh, are we going to see Cincinnati stay well, at four? Are we going to see Al- possibly, now, possibly Al- Notre now, Dame? Well, if Alabama loses, that puts two losses on this year for them. Yeah, they're okay. done. That, that, I, I can't imagine I, the committee. I think they're that. going to be in the – I don't think – you know, you still have uh, – you still have Oklahoma. Oklahoma you still have Oklahoma it's Oklahoma State. State. Yeah. Yeah, you still have Oklahoma State there, uh, and they're in the conversation. You still have Notre Dame in that conversation too. Uh, this year right here because – for okay, so – Going into what my what my feelings are, my views are when it comes to the um, to the to the fourth selection. George is going to take care of business. George is going to be number one. Mm-hmm. If Michigan takes care of business, I mean, like we all think they should, and we hope they should, they would still stay at number two. If Alabama, obviously, if Alabama loses, they put them at two losses. I don't even think Alabama's in the discussion for the top four. I could be wrong. But I, I mean, I've seen things. I've seen there's that. A, there's always find a there's way a, to make it in. I always see. There's definitely a, a bias. Sorry, uh, sorry, QB one. Uh, there is an SEC bias. No, no doubt about it. I, I, uh, I honestly, I think uh, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati would probably come in at three. Um, and number four. I mean, you're looking at Oklahoma State, or you're looking at. Uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame, you know, Notre Dame's done for the year. They got, they got one loss and it was yep. against Cincinnati. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, so it's definitely going to be, uh, it, it's going to be tricky. I mean, I would like to see Michigan ever two spot and play up, potentially play a Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great matchup actually for both teams as well. Um, well, you're going to find out, that. you're going to find out how <laughs> real Cincinnati is. You know, yeah. They, so they had and, a nice... and Randall comes. In, Alabama loses close game. Alabama loses bad, different results. That's true. If it's a close game against Georgia, if they, you know, if Georgia only beats them by maybe a touchdown or a field goal or ten points or something like that, I can still see them making a case for Alabama to stay in the top four. Believe me, and that's the way it is. Uh, you know, but then again, you also think of this, and, and Randall comes up with another great point that just popped in. Nick Saban, he, sometimes he gets that team playing a lot better when their backs are against the wall, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, and I, and I agree with that. Um, so, I mean, this is definitely going to be interesting, you know, and another comment comes in here, says the weekend will be epic. It would be surprise team to get the fourth final. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, another now. Comment. Comments are flooding in like crazy. Why does Jasper look and sound like he's flying to the moon? Because I am flying to the fucking moon. That's why. Thanks, Joe Yaman. Let me take this off. Let me put Joe don't, up there. Thanks, Joe, for watching. We appreciate it. Don't uh, don't count oh, out Baylor. Don't count out Baylor. So, you, uh, well, I mean, and you look at this right here. Derek, Derek brings up another one. Notre, Notre Dame and both OSUs, meaning Oklahoma State and Ohio State, are looking in now. If Alabama wins and it screws everything up, possibly two SEC teams. Which is not uncommon because SEC is SEC is just on another level than anybody else. If Michigan lost, then Ohio State might get the nod. Yes, I I would I would think that they would get probably the nod over Michigan just because the simple fact is, uh, if you had to rank them, they would probably be a better two you know a two loss team. That's the way that they look at it. Not necessarily I agree yeah. with it, but I see that's how it would be. Yes, Joe, and you are right. Notre Dame is looking for a coach, and Bill's going to be very upset. <laughs> um, 
we we were just talking to him about about the the disrespect that Brian Kelly got in in yeah. South you know Bend, what? which you know what, fuck Brian Kelly, I can't stand. Yeah, him. I, he's a big crybaby. I mean, so is Harbaugh, but hey, it oh, is I th- you know, I tell you, the, the worst movie he's gonna make is moving to LSU. It's gonna be the worst movie made. Well, he's gonna be under more scrutiny there than than he was at Notre Dame. It'll be on a different level. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, Saturday is going to be awesome. There's the story will be pretty much written on Sunday morning. We'll know kind of the idea of what's going to happen. Baylor's played great football. That's going to be eight versus seven Oklahoma state. That game's going to have a lot. I think Notre Dame is going to get penalized at this point for not being in a conference, not having another game to play like the big 10 did years ago. Uh, because well, there's going to be year, well. Then last year they played ACC. Last year they played they? in the so ACC. They, play? they yeah. yeah, I mean, because you know, short season, so they they so they guarantee a full season. That's what they did. But this is going to be an example as to why uh, Notre Dame needs to, you know, what stop being so damn greedy. Pick a conference. You know, come to the go to the Big Ten. The Big Ten uh, network pays really well. So yeah, but, you guys I mean, can have you guys can you guys can have Rutgers, you can have Maryland back. <laughs> you can have but think that. about it, think about it. You put you put Notre Dame in the Big Ten West, which to me is trash. That kind of uh, levels the playing field out a little bit, you know, compared to the dominance of the East. So yeah, I, you know, you're they, right. But you know they, what though, they don't want that because they get they get that non-conference money for their their TV endorsements and everything like Notre that. Dame Broadcasting uh, Company, NBC. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it's going to be fun. I, I was looking actually had like a NCAA dream scenario and, and it might have been my dream scenario too, having a, um, Notre Dame leap up to number three, Michigan at number two, and they they play in, a, in a, the first round of the CFP. Like that would be a ratings bonanza, something you could really market but uh, and you know, I I still think Michigan would would handle Notre Dame soundly. But who knows? But it's um, Saturday is going to be good. Dan, this comment right here came up from QB One. He said, "Fuck Brian Kelly. He's in the same division. Saban, Kiffin, Mike Leach, Brian Harbison, Jumbo Fisher. He's about to get a coaching lesson. He's maybe fifth or sixth best coach in the West." And I am not disagreeing with you. I I tell you right now, I couldn't stand Brian Kelly when he was here. It was Central Michigan. Yeah. I couldn't stand him at Central. He's got that smiley little voice. I know. I know. And, Joe, I know know what you're saying. Rutgers and Maryland are for TV revenue because it's the population. I get it. And that's where where the Big Ten's going to get their draw and everything like that. Yep. And then you got another one. Brian Kelly's a scumbag and a killer. So it's safe to say everybody who's watching right now can agree that we hate Brian Kelly. He's a killer. Yeah. Let Notre Dame stay independent. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, we're getting a lot of comments here. Let Notre Dame stay independent with the Power Five conferences and all others get bigger. There are a few spot open spots to play. No conference. Let them play the service academies and other non-power teams get what they deserve. You know what? And I and that, that was a punk-ass move for them to say, you know what? We're not going to play Michigan anymore. Now they want to crawl back in there because they probably realized how yeah. much money they were losing by not having that game. So yeah, my personal I mean, opinion... Fuck them. I don't disagree. 
<laughs> so, so moving on, we'll talk about the other Michigan team. Moving players. on. I mean, uh, um, you know, Michigan, Michigan State too. came out in Snowball. Uh, it looked like um, the flashes on the television. It sounds like they were playing a sea of uh, snow because uh, Notre Dame or uh, uh, Penn State was wearing their own white. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you know, come they, they on. Handle business. Um, you know, punk uh, ass Walker, uh, Franklin, who didn't want uh, Michigan wearing all maize a couple weeks ago, pitched a fit, but shows up at this game wearing all whites in a fucking blizzard. I, you know what? That guy, he's, you know I, if, if there's a coach out there that's worse than Brian Kelly, it's fucking uh, Franklin from Penn State. He's a punk. You know, and I – Ten more years. Yeah, Penn they, State deserves that. Idiots. They must, they, they must love them. Stupid. That, that, was the, that was the decade game, and they called it. Uh, they had both coaches assigned 10-year contract extensions. Stupid. But, you know, uh, you know it, was, it was a good game, a close game. Uh, you know, Michigan State pulled it off. I mean, kudos to them. But, I mean, I would have never thought in a million years uh, back in August when we were talking college football that we'd be talking on the 29th of November. Uh, this day, which is, by the way, our 50th episode. Two more episodes, and it means that's number 52. So it mm-hmm. equals out to one show a week. So we're getting close to our one-year anniversary. But we, I would have never in my, I would have never imagined in my wildest dreams that we would be sitting here talking that both teams had more than 10 wins, um, and they both had very successful seasons. I mean, who would have thought that? A lot of people uh, didn't have Michigan. Uh, doing what they did, and there's a lot more people that didn't have Michigan State doing what they're doing. No, so, I, th- I think I mean, that I think there was more people. Both of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I put who on the notes here. If, if there was any a doubt if that contract for Mel Tucker was worth it, they just got frog stomped in Columbus the week before, and they came back in the snow, and he had them boys ready to play. You know, they 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 played their ass off, and and and. At the college level, a, a loss like that could be, you know, debilitating. It, it, that didn't happen there. You know, Mel had them working, and, and it's going to be really fun to see uh, the recruiting battles, the, 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 the battles between Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. It's, it's with Mel Tucker. I think him coming on board only makes the Big Ten better, uh, and he's going to basically give more drive to the other teams to – you know what we we got another we got another dog in the race, so we better be careful because he's already started. He got the running back from Wisconsin. He's already committed, which I think is bullshit that these players enter the transfer portal before the season's technically over. I I, I don't agree well, with that, but well, I'll tell you one guy who probably needed to hit the transfer portal before the end of the season, and that's Spencer Rattler. But that we're gonna, he did. we're going to say that we're we're going to table that for another day. We do have a couple more yeah. comments in here. Here's one to even show you right now. Uh, Derek chimed in on here and said all five in-state teams are bowl eligible. Uh, yeah. You know, we do have to get back to some historians to find out when that ever happened all together at the same time again. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's you know that's good. You know, Randall Cunningham, uh, you know, QB1 comes in and says he's got a proud photo of James Franklin giving him the bird. He's a piece of trash, and he covered the worst thing he could at Vandy. Yep. And then George comes in with another one, Tuck is coming, and a good running back from Georgia Tech. And if I'm not mistaken, I read that he also has all four years uh, of eligibility left, so good for them. Yeah, I'm a little burned out on the Tuck is coming uh, comment because he's already here. Um, but, yeah, he's <laughs> – you know, he's 
he's uh, he's proven his ability to to pull players out of the transfer portal. Um, let's see how he does in the state of Ohio. Um, you look at Michigan's success, and what's been the one caveat for them? Are They've been able about, to pull recruiting. Recruiting Ohio, uh, Michigan got Eric All from Ohio. He's got he's got some pretty good guys on the team right now that are from the state of Ohio. You can recruit well in Ohio and pull guys out of that state. You're doing okay. That's going to be a big factor in his success. Uh, sure, you can use the portal, and he's proven to be probably one of the best, if not the best, coach in the country to be able to do that. Look at Kenny Walker who is, in my opinion, yeah. should win the Heisman Trophy, but that probably won't happen. But anyways, that's going to be the key. Um, so it, it, it does nothing but make the Big Ten, specifically the Big Ten East, I'm sorry. I put them up against the uh, the, the SEC uh, West any day. Sorry, I do. Because, I mean, I, I I just think that there's been more and more kids staying close to home, and and we're we're benefiting that. And, Depen- and, and it depends I, on where it, it depends on where they lined up and played their games. If they're playing up in Michigan in November, I would take a Michigan team, or I would take a Northern team. Uh, well, I, I we were watching the we were watching the game in here Saturday, and and somebody made a good comment. I don't know if it was us in here or was on TV. Let's see how those SEC boys do. In a game like was played Saturday, snow flurries had some wind. It was green. It was green. Yeah, like those those kids are used to you know warm and sunny rainbows and unicorns down there in uh, in the farms and whatnot. And and how will they match up? You know, let's get let's get some of these SEC kids. Let's do hey instead of instead of uh, Alabama playing Mercer in the middle of the season, come up to come up to Michigan and play Michigan in the snow or play Ohio state in the snow or, or, or Penn state at them. Let's see how they, they perform when, when the, the elements are a huge factor, you really got a game plan for that. Not just the other team. Yeah. One of the questions came up, you know, we, we kind of, we kind of touched on it a little bit already on this, Derek. They said if Notre Dame was to go to the big 10, you know, uh, would they be placed in the West? Absolutely. They would be, yeah. yeah from a geographical standpoint. Yeah. You'd want to have them in the, in the West. Uh, not only that, though, it would bolster that West, that you know, that Big Ten West conference mm-hmm. off some because, you know, look at the look at know. who's the representative this year. They got four losses. Yeah. So and then you know George comes back and says, you know, the Big Ten is a power conference. SEC doesn't play well like do. Yeah, that is like I mean that is one of the glaring differences between the two is, uh, you know, where the, where the Big Ten guys are playing at compared to where the SEC teams are playing at. Uh, obviously, weather does play a huge factor in certain games. Not all games, but it's it's the ability to adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. So moving on, we'll, since we're on this football kick or whatever, you know, I don't really think I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because I think we really know uh, the fate and the future of the organization. But you know, we're looking at an O ten and one Detroit Lions uh, again. You know, another close game that they lose. Um, they at the beginning of the game to start the game off. They had a couple great flashes. Uh, Goff, Goff didn't look terrible. Mm-hmm. Then again, you look at what he has to work with, um, and he's doing what he can. I mean, he's got guys that are they're not speedsters. They're not getting on the field. Um, 
you know, it's just kind of one of those things that you look at, you're like, you know, God, I, you know, I, I wish we could get him guys could, uh, that could run and, and get some separation between, you know, himself in the corners and, and catch the ball. Um, we, we just, this year, we just, it's just not going to happen for him this year. I, I, I think we all knew coming in, don't get your hopes up. I mean, preseason, there was people, so I'm going to get seven wins. They're going to get not a chance, not a chance. Um, you look at like the, the the guys on this team that are supposed to be big playmakers. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, he looks completely lost out there. Um, I don't know what his deal is. Uh, between him, not not it just seems like they're not targeting him at all. They don't trust him. He's making bonehead plays on the field. A lot of holding calls. Uh, he's been non-effective. And here's my other problem. Yeah, but here's the thing. But here's the thing: Do you think maybe the reason why he's being he's been effective or ineffective for us is because the fact that they don't really have anybody on the outside, so they can't afford to you know, to cover him more exclusively, uh, you yeah, know, and play man coverage on the outside. You would you would hope that he would be able to make the adjustments as being his third year, and he was hyped up beyond in the off season. Uh, good players make great players make great plays. And there you, go. Right. you you would expect him to, to come out and make plays. This is this is my answer right here. Goff is yeah. hurt bad, and Coach Caleb protected him with this play. Yeah, he did. Of course he did. But because yeah. you don't have a you don't have a backup, you're you're not going to try Boyle out there. Everybody's like, oh, put David Blau in, put David Blau. You know, at the end of the day, Dan Campbell still wants to win a game. He still mm-hmm. wants to get in there. He still wants to grind out a game. He wants to get that W. Is it going to happen this year? I don't know. I really, I don't. I think maybe Atlanta might be probably their only hope. I would, I would think. Here's, but, here's, but I, I think, I think that, you know, I, I, I can't sit here and say that I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what they're doing because nobody would be happy with being able to and one. Tom's gone. This phone. Got to plug my phone in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where you look at it. And and you say, you know, see, I'm going to take him right off the screen. But yeah, it, it's just you got to look at it. <laughs> Is he there? No, we ain't there yet. Yeah, you know, you ha- you have to see what you got. But then also you look at it from another perspective: is that you can't, um, you 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 can't you can't make those. Um, I'm back. I'm lost for words right now. Hey, you're back on. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm lost for uh, on words because the play calling has been terrible. Now, now he's in sole possession of that play card. Yeah, it's like, which is which like, is like, like what like what are you doing? So you you look back the last two weeks or the three weeks, uh, Swift back to back hundred yard games, albeit Jamal Williams was out injured. Jamal Williams comes in, and he was he was the main back. He was the focal back, it seemed, in the offense in the first quarter. How do you take a guy out of the lineup that is pretty much the only one carrying you uh, the, for the better part of the last three weeks? He, he's dominating on the ground, giving you the only chance you have, and you took him out of the offense. It's just what Dan Campbell is trying to accomplish – uh, by t- 
taking over the the call playing dude. I wouldn't want him to call plays for South Lion. I, that's that's the bottom line. I, he he doesn't have the experience. You you took oh. you took that away from a coach who who's been an offensive coordinator. He's been a head coach for several years, and then you think that you can do a better job. I mean, it's stupid. It, it, you you took any thought or any uh, ounce of them winning a game, you you, you threw it in the trash. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Joe Joe chimed in or whatever. I want to pop this back up on the screen again. But, yeah, you know, Campbell's in-game blunders are worse than Caldwell's. Uh, you know, uh, granted, I'm a big fan of the aggressiveness that he showed in the beginning of the year because he was, you know, he was clawing towards it. He was trying to get that win. Uh, he was just, you know, fourth and one, fourth and two. Hey, we're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. We're going to play like a possessed madman. That's cute for the first couple of times, but when it's really, you know, you can settle for a field goal here and there. If you look at it, you know, he, you know, he could have, uh, you know, he, he could have won a game or, you know, two, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 this is a fun show today because we got a lot of people. It's actually no playmakers. I, yeah. You know, so there's no, there's no confidence in, in any, in any OC. You can't blame for wanting to try anything. Yeah. I mean, I think that he could probably open the playbook up a little bit more, but he hasn't. Another comment: trying his best with what he has, you know, seems the locker room respects him. Which is huge. Yeah, he. Had, I, I don't think he's lost. I don't think that he's lost uh, the locker room by any means, um, because it shows on the field. Because they keep, every game, they fight. They fight. You know, you lose by three points. I mean, that's a play here and there. You know, there's a play here and there. Um, you know, that, My I biggest. Think that's, that's why they gave him a six-year contract. My biggest they knew thing it wasn't was, going to happen. My biggest problem here was that opening drive they had. They looked good. Goff looked yeah. good. He uh-huh. he was getting good protection. He got the ball down the field. The Reynolds had a really nice touchdown. That was it. We didn't see that until midway through the fourth quarter. And, and by that point, it, it it didn't really do anything. But they had something. And they didn't capitalize on it. That's inexperience and bad coaching. Uh, not letting your players, not putting your players in a position for them to, to succeed. And yeah, but you don't, I was, but you know, but you don't have the depth. You don't have the depth. No, but you found something that was working. They were picking apart the secondary, and they went away from it. They completely yeah, went it, away. Uh, from yeah, it. yeah. On on the first drive of the game, right? Mm-hmm. The first two drives of the game. Yeah, they, yeah. You don't think that they didn't change their defensive scheme to to manage that? It didn't oh. seem like they the the plays were going anywhere to that. They didn't go back to Reynolds until the fourth quarter. Every because he probably got double covered. Nah. He probably got covered. Oh, they, I bet you they tightened up on dude. Every NFL team or any college team, they always I go. Oh, they make and adjustments. They, and they practice and no, they practice and orchestrate. Their first two drives are so scripted. Yeah, but when you're zero and nine and one going into that game, you got to find something. You got to run with it. You got to. You got yeah, to al- keep. But you also cannot put your team at risk by losing your quarterback by doing something dumb. Because you don't have anybody else behind him. No. All right. I just think now. it's very vanilla. Very, very. Uh, it's vanilla terrible. because that's what you have. Yeah. You got. I mean. You ain't got and Rocky for, Road ice cream out there. You got vanilla. You got fake ass 
ice milk out there. You don't you don't even have real ice cream out there. It's vanilla. Vanilla. And the sad ice. thing is, I think that I think the defense played vanilla well. Ice. They yeah, they had a nice game. They got the. <laughs> Hey, George, will you please give me a thumb up if you agree with me what I'm saying? Because obviously, Thomas, isn't PlayStation Madden? I don't play that anyway, so. Eric comes up and says, watching golf play is like watching Glass Joe and Mike Tyson's punch out. He's got a point. Yeah. He's got a point. Yeah. You know what? He he busts through. If you play him right, he can he, he can get you to Mike Tyson. He's got to play I him mean, right. Anytime you want to play Madden, you can come over and we'll put it on the TV. We'll play it. <laughs> so, anyway, so, wait, you know what? The Lions are a huge disappointment this year. Michigan State's been a great, uh, a, a great pleasure to have. Michigan has been a great pleasure to have. The Detroit Red Wings, their rookies are an absolute uh, thrill to watch. Hands mm-hmm. down, Cider and Raymond, hands down. I honestly think that Lucas Raymond would be uh, – it's still early, though. It should be a Calder. He's got to continue still playing pretty strong and everything like that. Well, that um, goal he – the goal he scored in overtime? Yes. Yeah, that was, okay, that was what nice. The hell is, what's this comment right here? Who's the skinny dude? There's the no skinny, skinny dude? dude in here. There ain't no skinny dude in here. Uh, that must be – he must but be anyway. talking about you. I don't know how you can see that. But, yeah, no, so, uh, you know, Raymond, he's playing great. So, I think he's got 21 points in 22 games already on the year so far. Um, he has – he surpassed, um, uh, what, Tim Stutzel and Alex Lafreniere uh, point total from last year already, and it took him 59 games to get there, and Lucas Raymond's at 22. So, um so, and what's Lafreniere yeah. doing this year? What's that? What's uh, Lafreniere doing this year? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, him and Stutz have been – but, you know, the Senators really aren't, aren't much in it. Uh, the, the Senators' uh, general manager came out saying, hey, we're done rebuilding, it's time to win. And it's like, well, you still got a lot of ways to go. So, Like the Rangers? Like it's the a, Texas Rangers? <laughs> who scored? Really, who, who, hey, am I – do I sound bad or in here? Because somebody's saying that you're, the man on the moon. Your, your, uh, your audio is, it sounds like you're on a 1983 Sony Walkman. Oh, good, good. That's what I want. Because I want this show to be retro. So, <laughs> so well, since, okay, so hold on here. So let's go on here real quick here. So uh, George says, uh, you know, Raymond is so good. Um, once again, Detroit coach doing great. Blashill gets no respect. And the only way Blashill is going to get respect is if he um, if he if he makes it to the playoffs. We'll uh, we'll I'm ask McElroy. George. We'll ask George tomorrow. We'll ask George tomorrow in the OC about uh, if there's any movement on some of these young rookies in their cards. Yeah, I noticed that the last time we did a remote remote, um, you sounded like you were. Am I better? Am I better now? That's a lot better. Okay. All right. What'd you do? So I fixed it, I think. Now, okay, am I echoing everybody or no? Am I? Do I sound better? <laughs> you sound better, more clear. Okay. 
Um, so anyway, okay, yeah, so Derek said yes. <laughs> Just walk over. It might sound better. It's easier said than done, George. Uh, so anyway, 100% better now. Okay, great. Thank you. Now I'm using the mic that's on on the MacBook instead of using my uh, – that's, that's weird. Oh, uh, quality sound. weird sounds. that that sounds better. What's that? Man, that's weird that that sounds a lot clearer than your, your – uh, what, you got JBLs in your ear? Yeah, I got JBLs in. So anyway, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, I'm, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of years. We still have these guys locked up for a little while. Uh, Nadelkovich is playing his ass off. We actually have three, um, three players who could contend for the Calder. You got Nadelkovich. Um, you do have Raymond. He's still you considered a, a rookie, isn't he? Cause yes, he made his debut not, in the playoffs. Well, no, he didn't. Uh, he, you know, he or, made his debut the in the season. regular season. But he did not play more than 25 games, so or he people. So the guys are making fun of me here. They're calling me, asking me who Skinny is. So I don't. Know, Joe Yemen is still on or whatever. So yes, I have been uh, losing weight, and I did do my and weight I've been in today. So I'm down. So I, I did my I did my weigh in today, and I lost uh, I lost 12 pounds since I started. So. Since October 25th till today, I've lost 12 pounds. So That's you can't awesome. see it because I got all this. I got all this beard he's, here. I'm he, not shaving it off. He's got his. He's got his lumberjack look still, but yeah, that might that might lose another like four. <laughs> yeah, he'd lose so, four more if he, he trimmed that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. He says. So yeah. He says that was Barwig that was asking. So yeah. That was Don Barwick. But, yeah, just, you know, if anybody's in the South Lion area, I, I highly recommend going to Lionheart Fitness. I mean, uh, that's probably one of the most uh, encouraging, positive places to go and work out. And you actually get shown how to do things the, the correct way. And, um, you know, I do these workouts and these workouts are a half hour long and you feel like you're going to die when you get done. But then you feel I mean, you're fine after that, but you know, it's worth it. Um, onward, onward and upward. So I still have about for my personal goal, I still have 30, 38 pounds more to go. So I, I, I think I can do it. So I don't want to lose it at one time. So I've been very strategic about how I go about it. Yeah. But so. you're going to fall off the wagon next uh, week from Friday. So just one day, just one day. Um, no, what that, what I got? I just said I got to have how many? I got to have at least four. You got to have at least four. <laughs> that shouldn't four be a problem. In in three hours, you can do it. Just do this. <laughs> Whatever works. Toss the salt. Get bored. <laughs> so so we got a lot of we got a lot of bright spots when it comes to Detroit sports. We also have two not so great. The Lions being the first one. The second one is the Pistons really haven't panned out like I had hoped they were going to pan out. But what I do like is I do like seeing the fire in the Pistons uh, against the Lakers. Um, LeBron James, what can I say? He's a bitch. Uh, always be a bitch. Uh, it's about it's never uh, the Los Angeles Lakers or it was never the Miami Heat or it was never the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was always LeBron James and the Lakers or LeBron mm -hmm. James and the Cavaliers. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's probably one of the best. He's probably the, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. 
I still think that Jordan is the best player of all time, but that, oh, might, be, uh, that might be me being part of my, uh, um, my age. Uh, no. I think Isaiah I Thomas was a great. I, I think Isaiah Thomas was a, was probably better than, than, than him too back in the day. Not Jordan, but un- I mean, underrated, was, the most underrated point guard probably in the history of the NBA, Isaiah Thomas. So, so he goes on. I think everybody probably knows. I don't know if we talked about it on the last show or not. They're lining up. They're going for a loose ball. He turns around. He cracks uh, uh, Stewart. It cracks him in the face. Blood coming down everywhere. Stewart went ape shit. Do I blame him? Nope, not at all. I don't blame him at all for going ape shit. I wish. Mm-hmm. I wish when he got it, when he first looked at him and, and confronted him about it. Before he realized that he was going to start pouring blood down his face, he should have cocked, knocked LeBron James on his ass. Um, what I want to yeah, know I think is that would have been good for the Pistons, and it also be good for the league. Uh, what did what was said player. that that triggered him? That's what I want to know because it seemed like after it happened, they were kind of just sitting, and all of a sudden he lost his I don't, mind. I don't. Th- I don't think. I. I honestly don't think that anything was said to him. I honestly think that it was because that he had gotten cut over the eye, around mm-hmm. the eye area, and that blood started coming down. Oh, and yeah. sometimes it was a mess. You know, I mean, but I mean, you, you see that everybody reacts different. Normally, people see blood; they're you know, they're like, "Holy shit!" or whatever. Some people it just enrages them. Uh, it, yeah. it enraged him, and he went crazy. But then, I know. So they played. Le- so they played last night. But the other day, LeBron was calling around trying to get Isaiah's number because he wanted to apologize. And apparently, Stewart was like, uh, "Get bent. I don't want yeah. your apology." And uh, which I'm all for that. He's a he's a bad man. He's a yeah. beef stew. They call him that for a reason. So yeah. But yeah, they so played last he- night. So they played last night or whatever, and they're playing. I'm going to show this clip. It's This is just crazy right here. Like, like, what are you doing, man? But you know what? Like, what, like, what, what the hell are you doing? Sadiq. Got up, wiped his face, never came out of the game. They are tough. They they the the Lakers came out of the third quarter on a 16-0 run. Game was over. Detroit didn't have a prayer in the world. They battled back. They cut the they cut it to within uh, they cut it to within three late, a little bit too late in the fourth. But they had a chance to maybe even come back and tie it. Uh, they're missing one little piece um and it's a shame because i think in order for them to get that they're gonna lose jeremy durant who was consistently scoring close to 20 he had i believe he had 30 last night um you want to talk about an underrated player jeremy grant um he's the kind of the leader on the floor um but kate cunningham he's got to you know they say that to get out of a shooting slump you got to keep shooting He's got to hit his hit his shots, and he's missing bad, and he's taking a lot of bad shots. But I think that comes with his inexperience. He didn't play a lot in college, so I I, I like his his upside, but 
Dwayne Casey's got them playing very hard and very competitive. I think they showed in the fourth quarter they can they can get points by driving the lane. They're super athletic. And then when they need to, they got Morris Day uh, on the point, a.k.a. Frank Jackson. Here, check him out. He looks like Morris Day Morris at the time with that with that horn stash. He's he's pretty good from the three, and he can uh, he can drive the lane. So you just this team has talent. It just has to develop. And and I like Dwayne Casey as their coach. I I like the fact that they went down big in the third quarter last night and and didn't give up. And uh, yeah, they're missing Kelly Olenek in the in the middle there, who gives them gives them some uh, some size and ability to shoot. You can stretch that defense, but. It's it's going to take some time, and in 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 comparison to the Lions, there's more upside with the Pistons than the Lions. Yeah, for sure, in my opinion. So, so but I've got uh, a uh, you, I've got a what 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 here. It's interesting. Yeah, let's hear it. So, do you ever get um you ever get a letter jacket when you were in high school? I would no, I didn't, never made a, a varsity sport, so no. Yeah, either did I. Well, there's a there's a guy in Arizona. Uh, apparently, he's a graduated a year before me in '94, and uh, he was a letterman, and he put his order in for his jacket. And unfortunately, he couldn't afford it. His mom couldn't afford the coat, so it kind of just, you know, got brushed aside. And you ever wonder, you know, if, if they don't pick up the coat, whatever happens to it? I don't know. Well, apparently, 28 years later. His brother's in the thrift store, and he sees his alma mater. Like, what the heck? And then he sees the year. He's like, oh, that's the year my brother graduated. And then he sees his name. It's a, it's a very uh, uh, odd name. I, 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 I forgot to uh, put it down. But um, So he called his brother and said, hey, uh, is there any like it was like Stewie or something? It's like there's any Stewies that graduated with you? And he's like, Nah, I was the only one. He goes, Well, I'm sitting here at this thrift store, and I think your letter coat is here. <laughs> and sure as shit, his brother his brother buys it, brings it to him, and it was the exact coat that he had ordered 28 years prior, but couldn't afford. It was three to four hundred dollars, and and 1994, his brother picks it up at a bargain rate of 28 bucks. Uh, a dollar for every later, year, huh? So, so 28 years later, he was awarded with this letter jag. I thought that was kind of a, you know, sports related what what what, and uh, I thought that That's was cool. kind of a cool cool story. Uh, you know, what are the odds? And it it wasn't even in the same town either. Like, what are the what are the chances that his brother's running around? You know, going through these thrift stores and he sees something that you know belonged to his brother back in high school it's a cool story yeah for sure all right well hey on that note or whatever we're up against time and it's actually it's perfect time so um thanks for coming on thanks for talking today thanks everybody for the interactions um it was great we love the comments we love the the back and forth um again uh maybe uh we'll uh we'll get something on maybe Friday or Sunday at the latest. Yeah. Big game. Big game Saturday. Go blue. Go blue. We're going to, we're going to find out what this college football playoff is going to end up looking like. And going to be a fun weekend. Then Monday wheels up the key West.
There you go, man. There you go. All right, man. We'll see you all later. See you.